Hello and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. The waters in the mortgage industry can be pretty muddy. Whether it's investing, leasing, renting, home insurance, or myths and misconceptions, Welcome Home Radio has the answers for you, the consumer. And now, to help you make the right home buying decision for you and your family, here are your hosts. Good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. I want to start off with a Quick announcement, we have a monthly newsletter and we also have a blog going on our website at welcomehomeradio.net. Tom, what do you think of that, buddy? Uh, I think that is great. Yeah, I think you're a good writer and you've got things to add to this website. We're looking forward to it. And that's a good note that um, our producer just put up there. If you have questions, um, feel free to get on the website and and ask them and we'll get them answered. sooner than later. So that'll be a good thing to do if you have a question. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about the good and the bad and the ugly of iBuying. And Tom, you're familiar with iBuyers. You've been in real estate a long time as both a teacher, uh, uh, investor. And so you you do a little bit of everything here. Uh, You compete with them. You also have to teach new students what's going on. And oh, hey, there's Blair. Uh Hey, buddy. Mr. Technical mistake errors, then and he can't turn his little mic on, but that's okay. We can turn it on for him. He looks great, so he does. We'll, continue. we'll just continue on. Blair, jump in when you can, buddy. So, Tom, what what's changed in the teaching world? I know you deal with people coming in all different ages, all different walks of life, from young first job ever to seasoned veteran, twenty years in the business world, now going to be a realtor. How are how is champions and how are you addressing the eye buyer? Well, le, why don't I let you explain to our consumers out there what an eye buyer is, real quick, before we start using the term eye buyer? Okay, eye buyers are a, a sometimes a corporate entity that they'll come into the market and they'll buy homes. Um, people like uh, Open Door, OfferPad, um, Zillow tried it for a while and got out of the business. But um, you've, you're all familiar with them. They're on Facebook, they're on LinkedIn, they're everywhere, Twitter, and they're trying to buy your home and they'll make a what looks like a really nice offer. And then there's consequence after that. But it's a corporate entity in general that's trying to buy your home and then they turn around and sell it for profit. That's well, what an iBuyer is. It's interesting. We, we have this as a topic this week because a friend of mine actually contacted me earlier this week. Um, well, wait, we're on Monday. So this must have been last week. Okay. I lose track of days sometimes. I taught all weekend and it's like, what? It's Where tough getting I? older. To- yeah, I know. Well, when, you, when you work seven days a week, they're all the same. So yeah, they're, on, they're all the same day. Uh, but my friend Kelly uh, contacted me and sent me an actual uh, offer from one of these iBuyers. So I'm currently involved with that um, uh, conversation with her. And I was going through my emails trying to find it for you because I wanted to kind of, with this topic, just review what they say uh, to get your, to get their hooks in you. And obviously this is a person that, uh, 
uh, doesn't want to deal with the public, uh, that his, uh, uh, in, in a situation where uh, she'd rather not have people traipse through her house and that type of deal. And, and that's, that's a good thing. I mean, that's a good thing that there's a resource for that, uh, that um, can give you protection. She's a single lady and, you know, there's, she has concerns. And um, I, I totally understand that from the perspective of wanting to retain privacy, have the security that they offer, have this uh, promise that, you know, we'll close on your uh, transaction. Uh, but these big vendors, and as you mentioned, uh, I think intrinsically have some inherent problems with how they make their presentation because they, you know, they say, well, we're making you this offer. Your offer is blah, 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 blah. And what is the status on the offer? I don't care if it's valid. It gives you a valid date till valid until blah, 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 blah. Um, but when they get into it, the big key word they always put on there is preliminary. <laughs> yeah. And preliminary, well, preliminary can end up being translated to a million different things. And that's where I think we're going to go with this conversation. And first thing, first off, I want to just offer to you and to her. She might be represented. She might not. If not, I've been through it with a single retired lady. I've been through the whole process. You described the situation perfectly. She was, this particular person was not very healthy, didn't want to go through all the rigmarole right. of fixing up the house. And right. She had total equity. It was paid for. She wanted to get as much as she could, as quick as she could without spending a gazillion dollars fixing it up. So therein lies the hook. That's the worm on the hook. And of course, we all want something for nothing. And that's just how the world is. And we see this as an easy out. We really do. And I understand how people will call up. I mean, they get mailers, they get phone calls. It's on social media. Every, every branch of social media, it's on. And it, Tom nailed it perfectly, preliminary. So preliminary does translate to a million different things. So Blair, are you seeing anything when it comes to this or... You're, you're in the lending business, of course, and I know you deal with a lot of realtors, and I'm sure there's a few stories out there. Um, what do you know about the iBuyer? What's your experience? Well, uh, similar to what Tom stated, we've received offers on our homes. And I, again, first, I want to say I'm sorry for my technical difficulties moving to a new company and getting connected and then them having limitations on what is okay to do and, and link in. I had to go to the top to get a technology person. But uh, and congratulations on the move, bud. <laughs> yeah, very excited. Very excited. I do want to, before I go answering your question, Alan, I do want to let our listeners know, welcomehomeradio.net. If you go there, you, there's two key things that we need to let our listeners know. One, the newsletter. Sign up for the newsletter. Put your email there. Sign up. As well as, two, check out the blogs. The blogs should be updated weekly. There are, there's interesting information dealing with home standards, home expectations, jobless claims, many, many things going on in the market on a weekly basis. I'm going to try to be updating that. So please check out welcomehomeradio.net and sign up for the newsletter there. That'll be a great time. We'll even have this, some discussion on iBuyer. 
Now, iBuyer with Open Door, OfferPad, Keller Williams, I think, has one program. What I understand and, and what we've had, hey, your home has gotten more, more valuable. Check this out. This is what we can offer for your home. And yes, Tom hit it, preliminary, because they're going to come back. They're not in this business just to be gracious. They're in this business to make a profit. And in but my they, opinion, the one of the weird things is they will give you a number. That's part of the plan. The number is the is the worm on the hook. And there you go. I can tell you, like I said, I've dealt with emotion. One thing realtors try to do, at least good ones try to do, is take the emotion out of a transaction, stick to the facts, the contracts, sure. the real issues. That's what our job really is. And um, there is nothing more emotional than when your husband passes or your wife passes and your kids are gone and you're not feeling all that well and you want to move on, get some place where you can get help with your life. And when you hear $500,000, Oh my goodness, I own the house. I'll have five hundred thousand dollars. Well, yeah, you get excited, or if you it's three hundred thousand. Wow, you know, I can really make hay with that. Well, it it isn't that simple. Um, and I don't know when we should go through the process of it, um, but it is a process and it's very tough, can be very tough on people that are in a part of their life where tough is not what they need. Well, I think we ought to go one, there's pros to this. There's there's pros to the opportunity for this. This is how there's this a need for develop. it. There is and a need as for Tom it. described, people that don't want to have people in their home. I don't want to fix up my home. I don't want Alan coming in and telling me, here's what you need to do to declutter it. Uh, that's that's for sure. <laughs> and so there is a benefit, and, and I think this hits a lot of younger folks that don't want to deal with pay, you know, taking time, maximizing dollars, so forth. But I've got to move. I've got to move quickly. I want to sell this home, and I want to sell it at my time, my scale. You're going to pay for that. Now, you may not pay directly to a realtor, but you are going to pay in value of home because nobody, and correct me if I'm wrong, you guys are much smarter in this. But I got to believe there's a 15 to 25 percent on this estimate offer that they know I can take your home, I can flip it and I can resell it. And I'm going to make enough money to make this worthwhile paying finances, paying any updates, paying all that to maximize the dollars. So I see the value on my home. It's over one hundred and twenty nine thousand was the top offer we received different from what I know the home would sell for. So. I see where their offers, they're going to make money. Well, there's something we need to address. You said my time, my scale. So that's part of the preliminary. Believe me, there is no your time, your scale. It's a corporate contract. Okay. Even though Trek contracts can be involved, there's addendums from the iBuyers. And they're clearly in their favor. So it can. Well, let me ask you a question. I love what you just said. Yeah. And so you're telling me, even though they make it feel like it, you're in control, it's really not that way. It's really not that way. It can't be that way. I mean, I'm not saying it won't happen. I've never experienced it being exactly right. And I'll guarantee you there's a lot of realtors out there that have helped their clients go through the process. And it's not that way. Now, 
you get a time and you get stuff that says we can, but you know, inspections generally, you know, in a tough, tough, tough seller's market, it's a negotiating tool that can be three days instead of seven. Okay. That kind of a thing. And, Normal times, it's seven to 10 days for an option period, which folks, that's getting your diligence done, your inspections, your foundation checks, drainage, everything that's important for you moving on in that new home, you get a chance to check it out professionally. Well, there's things in the addendum, it could take 20 days, if, 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 okay? And like any contract, you really, really, um, this is for the realtors out there, which I'm sure a lot of you have done this already, you really got to go through these things and find the underlying issues and circle them and make sure your clients understand that these things favor the, 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 the buyer. What happens if they go beyond the date that, that is in the contract then? You, you well, make it sound like there's something terrible on the other end, is there? Well, yeah, there is from two different standpoints. One, you got a seller who's all emotional wanting all this money, okay? And now there's a, a thing where you can you can opt out as a seller, but they understand who the sellers are. The majority of the sellers in these situations are in a hurry. They've got issues, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, oh, my God, I've just wasted two weeks and I only got to wait an extra or whatever. Let's do that, you know. And it can go on and on. And sometimes inspections do take a long time. And sometimes when they do inspect, oh, my gosh, you wouldn't believe the repairs they asked for. So the preliminary changes drastically. OK, but yeah, if you understand the emotion that sellers are going through that are using it. Now, I'm not saying there isn't that seller out there that, you know, it probably could happen in two weeks if there, it's a perfect situation. And, you know, my mom died and it's her house and. Us kids just want to be done with it. And I live in Omaha and the house is in Dallas. And, you know, give us whatever you give us and move on. You know, that can work. But when there's emotion involved and you've raised a family or, you know, your dogs or your husbands or your wives, your kids, it's a different thing. Trust me, it really is. So um, the good is you get you can go through the process and nobody looks at your house other than them. That's pretty simple. That's good. And you can theoretically get your money quicker than a normal sale. Theoretically, I've been in one that took seven weeks. Okay, wow. so yeah, so it 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 can happen, but I it's it's like everything else in the world. If it looks too good to be true, due diligence, due diligence, and do more diligence. Get help. If not a realtor, get a a parent or get a sibling or a real estate lawyer or you know talk to a lender talk to somebody just take a break think it through and it might work perfect for you then again it always works perfect for the buyer now how many i mean i read some quick statistics on this and i saw open door and offer pad being the top two in 2021, and here's some of the numbers. Open door reported purchasing 15,100 homes, 15,181 homes, but they only sold 5,988. 
that's a dramatic, that's 9,000 homes that they're holding on to. What? OfferPad purchased 2,700 homes and only sold 1,600. What are they doing with these homes that they're holding on to since we have such a, uh, um, a, a need, a demand for? And are they renting, leasing these, holding on to these? Or that they can't get what they want on those homes, so they're they're not selling them? What What's happening to that process? Well, a couple of things. One, and I, I did say it always works for the, the, the buyer, and that's not exactly right. Um, you, you look at Zillow, they got out of it, okay? It yeah, wasn't working good for them. It? Why did they get out of it? Well, they, they were over their heads in purchases. And... <laughs> You know, it, it didn't work out for them. These other guys are a little different, I think. Um, in addition to what you asked, what are they doing with the homes? Well, if let's say Tom was fixing up one of his homes to sell, Tom would have it done right professionally. Okay. And he would ask a price accordingly, you know. So the way some of them do it, and I won't name names, but if you talk to a lot of realtors out there, when, when you show a home owned by an iBuyer, it's pretty average fixed up. It's not, it's, you can see they didn't go crazy fixing it up. They had somebody come in, paint, maybe do this, maybe do that, but it's not great. It's lipstick and, on a pig. Yeah. Yeah. And yet they're asking for a lot of money and when I do a days on market search for folks, an investor like Tom's interested on days on market searches because that means value maybe for an investor. Okay. Well, in general, with a housing shortage, days on market can sometimes mean an opportunity if you're conventional or cash and you need a home to live in. Some of these homes listed by these companies, they lower the commission on them for the buying agent. All of them do. And when you show them, your clients are always like, what? Huh? They want this for that? And you have to explain the whole process. And so they're sitting on a lot of houses because they're trying to, you know, make as much profit as they can. And I don't understand how sitting on a house is making profit. But eventually they do lower the prices on these homes and they go. So. We'll see how it works out with interest rates now and, and all that. To, ver to verify what you just said, I had a home in my neighborhood that we were watching and it was on for 179. Now it finally did sell. They did cut the price as you said, mm -hmm. you know, and I know a, a seller is not going, this is not my problem. They're buying the home. I'm done right. with it, you know, but buying this home from them, you need to be aware of if they're getting lipstick on a pig, they're wanting a lot more money for a lot less value if that's the case. And what I always tell folks, you know, when I'm helping somebody buy a home, I always tell them, contrary to what you might hear, a seller is more important than a buyer in a lot of respects. And they always say, what do you mean? I say, well, if us, the buyers, and me as your buyer agent, can see issues out in the open, Okay, in the master bedroom or in the kitchen or living room. What, gosh, what don't we see in the attic? <laughs> you know, what don't we see in between the walls? 
And mm -hmm. guess whose walls and attic that's going to be when you buy the home? Going to be yours. And as good as inspectors are, it's hard to find everything when you're doing an inspection in two or three hours. Sure. So, you know, that I think is some really good stuff for a buyer to know is if you're seeing it out in the open and they don't really care to address it, oh my goodness, the stuff you're not seeing, how bad is that? Now, are iBuyers focused pr pretty much on just single family or do you see them in the townhome, condominium, uh, duplex, quadplex type environment as well? I understand they'll buy anything. Personally, I have only dealt with residential, single family residential. I've not dealt with um, fourplex, duplex, that kind of stuff. Um, I, I'm not sure they'll buy a condo over a certain age, that kind of a thing. And they still don't buy in every market either. So, um, like, I had a person approach me, a client that wanted me. So the other thing is all realtors have access to iBuyers. They recruit us, too, to bring them their clients. Sure. And they'll pay us commission, okay? Some of them will. Some will pay a good commission. Some will pay a little commission. But they want our buyers if they can get them. And so I think there is a need for this service. Um, Keller has Keller offers, you know, all realtor companies have iBuyer divisions where you can submit your property address, expose them to five or six iBuyers and get quotes for your clients. Well, then, then let's take a moment and talk about what are the key factors in my, in your opinion, my opinion, however, what are the key factors to determine what an iBuyer looks at? And, and let's kind of go down that list of what is an iBuyer looking at and what are, what is an iBuyer not want to see? So right off the bat, I'll offer, of course, the age of the home, how long the age of the home is, the condition of it, surface or finishes or fixtures, appliances, any recent sales in the nearby area is important. And then of course, demand. Would you add anything to that list, either one of you? Well, foundations, they don't, you know, they they do not like, you know, bad foundations. But they, they will buy homes that have been foundated, fixed, if that's a word. And good word. lifetime warranty. Thanks, Tom. I knew you were listening. So it's a thing where um, I've had, I'll, I'll give you a good example. Well, that's a good example. That's a good example. That's the perfect example. That's a perfect example of, okay, no foundation at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure he'll be right back. But, Tom, do you have anything to add to that list of what they look for? Again, age of the home, condition, surface and fixtures, appliances, recent market, where it's at, the surrounding, and, of course, demand in that area. What else would you say they're looking for? Well, they're using everything off as uh, a actual statistical analysis that they've created. So they have an algorithm as far as, uh, you know, demand in the area, everything you just mentioned. And it's, it's much more analytic than any other situation or circumstance ever you deal with a human being. And that's the thing that behind it, you don't realize you're being graded upon if you're trying to sell your house this way. When they go and the first really, thing- desktop analysis is all that they're doing. That, that's, that's kind of really the baseline for it. 
because they're going to insist on the first thing to even be interested in the property that you do a virtual visitation with them and take them through the house. And that's always kind of, uh, you know, you would think, well, that makes sense and that should be. And we would do that if we're a realtor, you'd go through it with that same type of visual look at it. But as Alan was pointing out, you know, they're going to send an inspector to the house to do this microcosm of challenges. And, you know, I go back to my friend who's looking at using one of these services. She's in an old house and yeah. they're going to come back and probably stick her pretty good uh, with this, you know, 200,000 plus offer. I wouldn't be surprised on her, you know, 900, 1100 square feet, whatever she's got, that they don't come back and say, well, that cost you $40,000. <laughs> Yeah, and and they're going to ding you, and they're going to hit you pretty hard. As as he, as Alan was saying, you know, foundational roof, those sorts of claims. Now, things that they're not looking for. Should we should should we let Alan go ahead and give us his example? Sure. Hi, everybody. Uh, <laughs> so the example I was talking about was about oh eighteen months ago or so. Um, the market was booming. It was beginning a really hard seller's market. These iBuyers were competing for properties. And I had already helped this couple sell one home. And they were going to sell their second home. And one of the um, relatives got a mailer from one of the iBuyers. And so they contacted the seller and said, you got to check these people out. Well, I did comps. And I told them what the property was worth and the condition it's in and what repairs we can make and we could expect this. Well, they got a they got an offer over what I thought the house was worth. And this was during COVID, really strong COVID. Nobody was leaving their houses hardly. And they offered a lot of money. And I said, take it. Take it. You know, worst thing you could, they're not in any hurry. I already helped them buy another house, so they had a nice place to live. I said, take that money. We're not going to get that on the open market. Take it. And they took it. And they did not even get inspected. And they got through it. Yeah, yeah. Now, that was COVID. COVID was really strong and really going. And remember, people weren't working as much. Even uh, employees were not showing up or were sick or that kind of a thing. They made out like a bandit. So it can't work. And they would have never got that money on the open market. They would have had to pay me a little bit, pay a buyer agent a little bit. And even their net, they would have never come close. So that worked. And I was happy for my client, really happy. And that was wonderful. But that's just... <laughs> but that's just... Well, that's that's the end of our story. Thank you, good day, Paul Harvey. <laughs> that, 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 that's all, folks. Um, uh, I do want to hit on some of the cons, and I'm glad to hear his client went well. I'm glad that iBuyer was solution. Yeah, I'm but, happy to hear that story. Yeah, but here are some things that they may not be interested you got in. Here too. I have no idea what's going on. Yabba dabba do. Yeah. So anyway, um, it, it can work, and you know I don't want to make this look like it can't work because it can work. But Tom, the lady you're working with has got a lot of work in front of her and she's going to be very emotional about it. So 
you, you keep talking with her, whatever you're doing. I'm happy to talk with her. If she wants to just talk it through. Appreciate that. Well, here are some of the things I, I've come up with. Y'all will give me your experience that iBuyers are not looking for. Okay. They're not looking for as, as, as people consider the opportunity as Alan described that, Hey, I, this is a way I can make out and, and move forward. They're not, they're, they're looking, they're not looking for sing, non single family residential properties. They're looking, they're not looking for quadplexes and condominiums. They are looking for single family. They're not looking for located in flood zone. That is a critical thing, evidently. And too old. What is too old? Anything over 30 years. Anything over 30 oh, years. Oh, I thought anything like, that was like Allen. I'm sorry. <laughs> what, 27? <laughs> in his dream. I like when he does the Yogi Bear laugh. That's the best one. Here. Here are a couple more. Sits on more than one acre or two acres of land. I found that interesting. They're not interested in large acreage. And they're not interested in one million plus. They're not going to play in that market. Uh, prefab or mobile homes, Not they don't want to touch them. Right. So there is areas that they're not interested in. They're not going to look for, uh, you don't want to be looking for offers from them on that sort of thing, but there are pros and cons. Alan, you gave us a, a perfect example where it worked out for a client. That's great. I, we're not saying not to investigate the opportunities, but I would also say a professional realtor is going to be able to value your home and get you more than what, because they're in this business to make money. They, they, they may make it simple and it's all about you and everything, but the bottom line is that preliminary number, I don't think it ever ends up being that preliminary number. You always, always talk about the people there. without the cash, Blair, that all their money's in their house, even yeah. though it's paid for and they don't have any money. Those are people that are really susceptible to the iBuyer because if they can make $20,000 in repairs, and get $150,000 more for a $450,000 house, they would do it. But most of the time they can't. They're in a, you know, not in the best health sometimes. They just don't want to go through all that. That's the reason they don't want people coming through their house. So those are the type of folks that um, really, really, really get the mailers. They call those people up. They're really good in sales. The salespeople are. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to be the one with technology problems. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is funny. Well, listen, uh, we want to remind our listeners, welcomehomeradio.net. Yeah. Please go there. Look at our blogs. Look at, sign up for our newsletter so you receive that. And and see other podcasts that we've done. But the opportunity with iBuyer is tremendous. But there are pros and cons. They, they There's good things. There are bad things. And then there can be some ugly things. And Technology is one of those things that can be very ugly, especially very, very, very ugly. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't know. I have no idea about well, technology. Keep, keep working on that, guys. I'm, I thank you for the opportunity to talk about this. Hopefully, um, we've at least given the insights to what iBuyer is all about. And uh, we just want to thank our sponsors, Welcome Home Radio and KBGI Media. And uh, and tell us where, where you've moved. Uh, you did not get, make a big deal of that. I didn't we, get to. And, well. and, and let's go ahead 
and let our listeners know where the great Blair is today. I, I got to move to Cardinal Financial from Highlands. Uh, and the reason why I moved for me, this was the important reason is that God directed me this way. But the biggest one dealing with business-wise is that here I can offer a VA FHA construction solution along with the I-10 solution uh, all under one house. And it's in-house. It's not outsourced. It's not brokered. It is all in-house. So I'm very, very excited with the market. In fact, one of our radio shows is going to be talking about custom home builds to construction lending and construction solutions. Right now in the market that we're in where supply is weak, demand is very high, construction solutions are out there that are available to let you buy one or two acre lots, build a custom home that you want. Uh, and we can offer those lending solutions that allow you to use a custom home builder instead of having to go to large David Weekly or DR Horton or so forth, where they're not going to do all of the work without charging a rather large fee and making you use their lender and so forth. Uh, we want to kind of be aware of that. I thought I wanted to position myself to have those solutions. And that's why I've moved to Cardinal Financial here in Plano, Texas. And the good thing is it's also four minutes from the house. So I'm, I might be starting to ride a bike with the way gas prices are. So, yeah. Tell me when you're going to do that so I can drive over and watch you. Okay. I got to find me a bike that'll carry my big, big butt, but you know, uh, but you know, just thank you for the opportunity of that. I appreciate y'all today. I think uh, this is a tremendous eye opener for some people on iBuying solutions and why they're out there, what you need to watch for and how you need to be prepared for it. Thank you again. I'm Blair Thomas. And I'm Tom Holm. And I'm right here. I'm Alan Pace. Wow, look at that. He is there. God bless. Y'all have a great week and stay cool out there in the 100 degree weather. <laughs>